Friends, what a privilege to be sharing with you again this week around the impact of music that touches our soul. Last week, we looked at the faithfulness of God, how God leads us, and how God gave us the song. I had asked you to reflect on three questions at the end of the message and wondered if you had done that. Now, if you were here with me today, I would ask a show of hands, and perhaps one or two of you might be able to share something that came to mind this past week. Do you remember the questions? Where have you seen God's faithfulness? Where have you seen God's leading you? And where have you experienced God's song in your life? My prayer is that you have experienced faithfulness, his lead, and you keep hearing his song in your heart and soul. In flowing with the theme for the past few weeks, I want to continue looking at several other hymns that have impacted our world and my life and also have great meaning for you. The first was the one we just sang in the beginning, Trust and Obey. Let me share a little history of this with you. John Samus was the writer of the hymn, Trust and Obey. That goes way back to 1887 with the music composed by a gentleman by the name of Daniel Townier the year before. John was born in 1846 in Brooklyn, New York, and although he was a businessman, he turned to preaching for a Presbyterian church. He also was a teacher at the Bible Institute of Los Angeles. Now, originally, Daniel was inspired at the Moody's Revival to write the music for the hymn because one night a man rose at the testimony meeting and said, I am not quite sure, but I'm going to trust and I'm going to obey the Lord. That man was the Reverend John Samus, and then the hymn and the tune was born and put together. The text and music first appeared in 1887 in the old and new Methodist hymn books. And they're still there today in many, many hymn books. Leave it to the Methodists to create yet another wonderful hymn. Trust and Obey was originally a hymn that was sung both traditionally and now contemporary. And the words are etched in my heart and, and hopefully yours too. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on his way. While we do his good will, he abides with us still and with all who will trust and obey. Trust and obey for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Trust and obey are two very powerful words and sometimes they're not easy ones to follow. If you look in the Webster Dictionary, the definition for trust is a belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. And if you look at the word obey, it says to comply with the command, direction, or request of a person or law. 
Now I took this one step further and I decided to get the definition of trust from a very wise and powerful source, peanuts. Now picture this, Charlie Brown is seen asking this very important question to Snoopy. Snoopy, how can you tell if you can trust someone? And without missing a beat, Snoopy replied, if they have fur, they bark, or they meow, you can trust them, Charlie Brown. Now there's a definition we probably can live with. But seriously, has anyone ever done a trust walk or a trust fall? Will you must depend on someone else or even a group of people to lead you and keep you safe with your eyes closed or blindfolded through the experience. It takes believing in them to obey what they tell you and trust them that you will not fall or trip. And although it can be scary at first, when you have had such an experience, and it goes well, it helps to gain a better understanding what it means to trust and obey. I was a youth pastor all the years I was in ministry, and we'd go on retreat every year. And every year we take a small group and we develop that throughout the weekend. And there'd be all these small groups gathered together at the end of the weekend. And usually we would have a trust walk or we'd have a trust fall. And as one was blindfolded and the others led, true friendships and trust developed, giving us a better glimpse of allowing the Lord to what it means to lead us and to trust and obey him at all times. Now our human nature is to be skeptical and question, yet in our faith we are called to trust and obey our Jesus who time after time shows our faithfulness to us, gets us through the storms of life, and of course continues to give us his song. As the lyric shares, when we trust and obey in faith, we find the source of joy through Jesus and grow with him each and every day. In other words, when we accept Jesus in our life, it's like we're on a forever trust walk, isn't it? Trust and obey, for there's no other way. Friends, do you trust Jesus to know what's best for you each and every day? Do you allow his spirit to dwell within you and obey him, even when your human nature sometimes doubts what way you should go? Can others see Christ in you and that you do place your trust in him? God is faithful. As we said last week, God will lead. God gave us his song, trust and obey in God. Each in itself are messages for today in 2021, especially in the uncertainty of our world, the pandemic, economic stability, racial tension, political tension, and changing times, to name a few. If you were to pick up the Bible, any book or chapter, you would discover that the world struggled at all times with similar challenges we face today. In fact, in some instances, especially in the Old Testament, things were far worse than what we're actually seeing today. 
Thank God for Jesus. Yet through it all, he was faithful and he led. His song was heard through praise and worship. And many followed him, trusting and obeying, even the unseen. Yet sometimes it's hard to find peace and joy and hope in the unseen, the storms that we go through, the conflicts, our broken relationships, our unemployment, illness, our fear. Yet each and every day he calls us to trust and obey, doesn't he? Today I saved a powerful story in him to close and show his greatest message in song. Listen to this story. Talk about trust. Talk about obey. Horatio Spofford was a successful lawyer and businessman in Chicago with a lovely family, a wife, Anna, and five children. However, they were not strangers to tears or tragedy. Their young son died with pneumonia in 1871, and in that same year, much of their business was lost in the great Chicago fire. Yet God, in his mercy and kindness, allowed the business to flourish once more. And on November 21, 1873, the French ocean liner Ville de Harve was crossing the Atlantic from the U.S. to Europe with 313 passengers on board. Among the passengers were Mrs. Beford and their four daughters. Although Mr. Beford had planned to go with his family, he found it necessary to stay in Chicago to help solve an unexpected business problem. So he told his wife he'd join her and their children in Europe a few days later. His plan was to take another ship. But after four days in the crossing of the Atlantic, their ship collided with a powerful Scottish ship. And suddenly, all of those on board were in grave danger. Anna hurriedly brought her four children to the deck. She knelt there with Annie and Margaret Lee, Bessie and Tanetta, and prayed that God would spare them if that could be his will, or to make them willing to endure whatever waited them. Within 12 minutes, the ship slipped beneath the dark waters of the Atlantic, carrying with it 226 of the passengers, including the four Spafford children. A sailor that was rowing a small boat over the spot where the ship went down spotted a woman floating on a piece of the wreckage. It was Anna, still alive. He pulled her into the boat, and they were picked up by another large vessel. Nine days later, she landed in Wales. From there, she wired her husband, which began, Saved alone, what shall I do? Mr. Spafford later framed the telegram and placed it in his office. Another of the ship's survivors was Pastor Weiss. Later recalled Anna saying, God gave me four daughters. Now they've been taken from me. Someday I will understand why. Mr. Spafford booked passage on the next available ship and left to join his grieving wife. With the ship about four days out, the captain called him to his cabin and told him they were over the place where his children went down. 
According to Bertha Vester, which was a daughter born after the tragedy, she said her dad wrote, it is well with my soul while on that journey. The song goes like this, the words, when peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. Anna gave birth to three more children after that, one of which died at the age of four with pneumonia. And in August 1881, the Spaffords moved to Jerusalem. It is believed he died and was buried in that city. Philippians 4 says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. There is no doubt that although Mr. and Mrs. Spafford experienced great loss in their life by losing six of their eight children. They found peace knowing that all was well with their souls through the faith in Jesus Christ. Talk about living your faith. Talk about trust. Talk about allowing God to show his faithfulness and lead in your life through such tragedy. And talk about God's song by using him carrying on in spite of the circumstances. God truly has given us his song in life. And it's up to us to not only bear it, but carry it on as we worship and praise and show Christ in our daily walk, no matter the circumstances we go through. The Lord never said that the journey on earth would be easy, but he did promise he would walk with us, he would talk with us, and he would tarry with us all our days, and that when we have Jesus, no matter what else happens, it is well with our soul. As we close, my friends, I ask you for special prayer today. The Preakness Church family has experienced four deaths this past month of their devoted saints who have now gone to be with Jesus. It has not been an easy month, but the one thing that we all know is that it is well with their souls. As they followed Jesus, were so instrumental in the growth of our church over the years, and they served abundantly. Friends, we do not know when we will be called home or at what age the Lord will call us, but we do know that if we believe in him, his faithfulness, trusting and obeying his direction, we will find peace that passes all human understanding. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, that through all music and your word, we can experience 
your faithfulness, your lead, your trust, your love, your amazing grace. Help us, in spite of sometimes not wanting to trust and obey you, wherever you may lead us. May we know whatever happens in our earthly walk, that because we believe in you, someday we will live with you forever because it will be well within our souls. We give you thanks and glory for this time together. We give you thanks for your music. May this song never end. Amen.